we've talked like like watch this. This is fun. So we've talked about being spirit led in what we do. Right. And the emotional health it takes. Right. And now we're talking about leadership and your book about leadership right. and the emotional health right. that it takes Uh-oh. to I'm do that. Nervous. Right. So what started the conversation this summer between you and I mm-hmm. was um, you asked one very important question and it was, how's it going? <laughs> right. Now right. we could blame some of this on, we had a lot of drama on that trip. Yeah, that we'll was just, a crazy week. We'll leave it at that. Right. Right. So we're not going where I'm making hand motions that no one can see. Right. Um, because of all that drama, there was the thought, I'm a terrible youth pastor. Right. Right. But then I'm an idiot that's like, but I'm still going to drive it at God, do whatever you want in me too. Like me personally. Right. That's do, like one of the worst things to pray. Oh my gosh. We've got to quit. No, we should keep doing it. So... So then I shared with you some of the stuff about um, my brother. Right. And his marriage and what's going on there. Right. Which is, incre- especially then, was incredibly raw and hard and gut-wrenching for me and um, my family and my wife and all that. And um, so you <laughs> then felt the need to be vulnerable so I w- you weren't making me a project. Right. I'm using your words against you. Thank you. And you you brought up your sister. Right. And all of that. Yeah. Right. So here's what I want to ask you cuz I don't I don't want to rehash um the drama. Like this right. is not the platform for that. Right. Right. I do want to go a little bit down a path of you're on a new journey mm-hmm. of of books. I think you're traveling more speaking. Right. So God's prepping you for something. Yeah. But you're going through a lot of emotional stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. And how do you how do you manage that? <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm learning so much. I'm almost forty, mm-hmm. and my wife's giggling right now. And I feel like it's like I'm just seeing more of the permeation of my past and how I am now and thinking that I'm like, it's been rid, but then here's another layer to it. And here's something else. And so you're someone that, you know, had a pat, had a past far from Jesus. Right. And all that you're pouring everything you have into ministry and God's got you on a new venture, which means he's going to dig up some, some emotional stuff to prep you for that. Right. So I'm sure you're not away from that right now. And here comes the <laughs> wagging finger, right? Right. How are you dealing with that? Wow. Um, <laughs> gosh, Cody, we never talk. And this is like you were just in my business, man. <laughs> like, I'm trying to squirm. And it's, it just got 10 degrees hotter in here. Um, I forgot to turn on the AC, though. So here's the deal how how do I deal with that how do I manage I don't manage and if I'm being real honest I I haven't dealt with it well um I went to a counselor for the first time about a month ago and it was terrible and I hated it like I knew I would (laughs) just stirred the pot and I cried for days yeah thanks Cody appreciate it and it's um, not did I is it because I recommended it no, because you asked me this loaded question. Oh, right now. Yeah. Because I thought I recommended even, it in last this summer. Well, you might have, but I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember things. I, I know. Bacon. It's not you. It's me. Okay. But yeah, bacon is good. So here's the deal. 
there. Um, gosh, I'm glad you didn't tell me you were going to ask me this because I would have totally bailed on you. I know. Today. I would have been like, and skip well, you. If, you'll, if we, this doesn't go on there, you know, I, I let a pause go before I ask this so That's I can smart. stop it. That's smart. Yeah. Okay, so um, here's the deal. There's all kinds of stuff from my past that I have not dealt with because as a kid, I learned to survive. And you just shove it all the way down and you smile and you just move on. Get coping mechanisms. Right. And I had a lot of those. And so, you know, being honest, in the last two months, there have been times that I've dug out my grave clothes and I've rewrapped myself in those. Mm. Trying to deal. Trying to numb out and escape. Trying to run. (laughs) And I have the kindest of friends. Um, who strangely I just got connected with recently. They're like, hey, you're a part of our tribe. And I'm like, hey, I'm not looking for any more, any more people in my life. Like, right. I, I didn't fill out an application. But, you know, it's been a season where I trust those friends and I respect them. And I can be real because I can come to the table and eat dinner. And if I cry while I eat dinner, that's okay. I'm safe there. And when I put on those grave clothes, they'll come and they I'll start taking them off. And I'll say, Tara, this is not who you are. Like, So I, the word tribe has come up recently. Right. Now, I don't know if that's the new. I think it's like a new thing. That's it's like the a new, new catchphrase for. Yeah. Community. Yeah. And I, well, I almost said like, well, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I listen to um, Jordan Peterson a lot. Right. And, right. He, and he just calls us all tribal people right mm. we all finding our tribe and that's where you see that a lot in politics it's right tribal and all that and okay so you said that word so here's interesting so i got done reading i've, I've always kind of carried this mentality with me mm-hmm. in my relationships because to me i've just described it as this is what a, a real friend is right um and so uh this book called Bose cafe mm-hmm. and the idea of it it's, it's it's written like a novel but it's not it's like a self or a, a christian living book or whatever okay. but it's written in a novel form, and the idea is that your tribe mm-hmm. is where you are loved more for because of how honest you are, yeah, not for what you bring to the tribe, yeah, that's good, so would that be how would would that be an a- an accurate description of what you feel like you've found right now totally because you know part of this group is. Uh, a wife whose husband was a youth pastor and he died seven months ago, heart attack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I'm like totally feeling inadequate. I'm feeling awkward. Like, you know, I, I just got brought into the mix. And while I understand death on my own level, I, I, I don't have the words and I'm a word person. So for me to not have words is really uncomfortable And then I'm going through my own season of trying to deal with things from my past in my life that, honestly, I used to drink away or smoke away, right? Right. So now I'm, like, wrestling with my own story. So most days are difficult, and I can barely show up. So I feel like the jerk that's just barely showing up, right? And, like, then we start to compare our suffering, right? Oh, terrible idea. Yeah. So it's like, man, well, I know my crap is is super easy compared to yours. And, And they'll say, no, stop. It just, it's just different, you know, and it's not about what I bring or don't bring. It's about just showing up and just about being, yeah. And it's about showing up. It's about, 
you know, I'm going to hit the road tomorrow to get back in time to take the kids to the fall festival. Cause I said, I would do that. I love fall festivals. I love their kids. So that's my way of like contributing, if you will. But it is just about being together. It's not about being okay or what you bring. It's just about being who you are, regardless of how you are. So on your worst days, on your hard days, that I don't have to give an explanation or an answer. I know that I'm safe there and I'm loved there, but they love me enough to tell me what's true. They're not just going to let me walk around the house in my grave clothes. So let me ask you a question. Do your ministry 10 years, mm-hmm. and, and a, a, an amazing ministry, right? right? Like the people that, um, like, of course, everybody has their faults, whatever. Okay. Love right. the people that you work with and work for. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, for sure. And, and all that. So why now? Why now as far as dealing with my past? Yeah. It's like, why not a lot of it? <laughs> why now to that? Right. Now you could say God's timing and all that, right? right? Okay. Yes. But why, why now on the tribe? Did you just start looking for it? Did you start praying for it? Did you not even know you <laughs> needed it? And God said, there it is. Right. So I think when you're in ministry or people know you, um, people can have expectations of you. Like, oh, you have it together. Or, man, you're living your best life. Or, hey, I need you to come disciple my teenagers. They're out of control or or whatever. There's a lot of expectation. But there's an inability to be real. Like, hi, I'm just Tara, a daughter of God. Like, that's it. Point blank. And loved by God. That's our identity, right? Not, hi, I'm Tara. I'm the speaker. I'm the author. Or, I'm great with kids. It's just, hi, I'm Tara. And I'm a child of God. That's that's bottom line. And so I wasn't looking for a tribe. Actually, I had really built some walls to protect my heart. I had been, um, trust had been broken and I had been rejected by some pretty very good friends in the last year, um, through a number of different circumstances. And so I was holed up in my room doing my thing, just trying to survive. And I was invited to a game night with this tribe and we hit it off and it's awesome. I mean, it's just crazy. Like they invited me over for dinner and games and I never left. But, um, why now? I have no idea. I wasn't That's his deal, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of all, I, I think the more I walk with Jesus, the more, I think this is true for all of us. The more we walk with Jesus, the more he'll begin to highlight or point out things that he wants to restore Mm. or to make beautiful, you know? And so this is the funny thing about this entire conversation. I'm supposed to share my testimony tonight and I'm really having a hard time because I feel like I've reverted back in a lot of ways and I'm not proud of that. Like just struggling with sin and and trying to run away. And and you're a big identity person and you're like the old is gone. The new is alive. Like the old died new, new and not, not like, like the, like the flesh isn't your identity. Right. Kind of. Right. Right. But there's parts of my story that I'm, I've really wrestled with. Like, God, I don't understand. Like, where were you? Where were you when this significant event happened? Right. Where were you when this trauma took place? Like, mm. I don't, this is what I teach to children and youth and adults all the time that God is faithful and he sees you and he knows you and he loves you. But there's a total disconnect when it comes to my story. There's, there's large portions of my story. Like, God, I know you can heal. Why have you, you healed this family member? That's all I've asked you for. Right. Like I'm past the whole, give me a husband, give me kids of my own. Like 
I'm just asking you to do this one thing. And it, you know, when it's been a season of where it feels like or seems like God isn't hearing your prayers or, or he's not answering them. And as a matter of fact, the, the crap t- keeps hitting keeps the going. fan. Yeah. yeah. Like why, why is that person stay sick or, or why is this so broken? I've wrestled with that. And so I have all kinds of head knowledge about what scripture says, but there's a vast difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. So, okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> so th- recently, right. Because I've been in, not in this, in the same boat of the desperation of why, right? But I've been been in the process of, I'm still having to fight, yeah, right, and not not it's new stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that right. about me or this or that or you know, I thought, I thought the testimony was over. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right, right, like. Like for most of us, there's like this finite thing with the testimony. Right. There's a beginning, there's a middle and the end. Right. I, I'm beginning to undo that. Yeah. Which sucks. Same. It's I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm there with you. Except I didn't start my process. And I think one of the things I've, I say a lot, like I'll pray with the kids. I'll say, you know, God cut our hearts wide open and show us what's there. So... Maybe a lot of my journey up to this point has been God just saying, okay, well, you prayed for this. Like, I'm just cutting your hard heart open, and here's what it is, you know? Yeah. Because for me, so long, I'd shoved it way down. I I mean, in, in college, I was getting high. I was getting drunk in an effort to not feel anything. So I never dealt with the family. I never dealt with the childhood, right? So then throw losing a brother into the mix. And that's a mm. whole nother level. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's one of the, that's one of the things counselor said is, is Tara, you have all kinds of grief work to do. And I'm like, oh, no dipstick, Sherlock. Thanks. Like, <laughs> knew that, you know, I, I mean, uh, I, I yeah, didn't need you to I've tell been avoiding me. it, but if yeah. you want to bring it up. But it, it's like, but grab my hand and, and hold my hand and show me what that looks like. That's where I get lost is in the emotion. Because for almost my entire life, emotions weren't okay. I wasn't allowed to cry. I got in trouble for crying. Still to this day, if I cry, I like to hide underneath my blanket. Like, that's, that's like, super vulnerable, you know, because I'm scared I'm going to get in trouble and I'm a grown adult. And so it's this process of, like, holy cow, I don't know how to deal with all this. But recognizing the reason I had an issue with alcohol and drugs in college is because I didn't know how to deal with the emotion and the pain of what's been my story. So now, even though I've been in ministry 10 years, even though I've been a Christian since I was eight, so that's what, 29 years, I don't know how to take the unsettled, broken parts of my story and trust God with those, especially when it feels like he hasn't been a part of that. Like, God, you can do anything, but you didn't. Why? And I'm a researcher. I like questions, yeah. right? Okay. Well, I like questions, but I love answers. So I'm asking all these questions and not getting answers. So I, I okay, um, two things. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I am going to try to give you a piece of... Bacon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I spoke about a year ago. And the idea was that what I love about my job is that uh, is that we are we are in the in the business of of um, in the in the in the local church right 
um, in what I do of creating opportunities for collisions between God and people. Right. I love that. Right. Like that's what Sunday service is. Right. It's the opportunity for a collision between the Holy Spirit and their crap. Right. Or their good or, you know, what God's done good in their life. And it's a, a Thanksgiving collision. You know, right. all those things. But I said, and the room went dead. I said, but the problem is that if I get up front and have a cathartic experience, if God moves in me and I'm in the front row, most of you in here will think something is wrong. Right. Yeah. And that's not fair. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. In ministry, if you, if you have one of the moments that you're trying to create right. for other people and you break down about you, like when's the last time you broke down for you right. and had you and Jesus on a night at camp? I, man, honestly, I can't remember, because, which is bad, but. Right, like if I'm bawling my eyes out worshiping, someone's right. going, oh, their marriage must not be good. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. It can't be the fact that my brother just made really poor decisions and it breaks my heart. Right. Right. People don't, don't see that, don't right. know that, but they'll totally fill in the gaps of something. And I honestly, I totally believe that's part of, this is me fixing. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I think that's part of why now. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, and because you and I are very similar. We can't do this with walls. Yeah. We can't be successful with us with walls. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. You're right. Right? Yeah. Because that's what makes us us. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that you abide by the philosophy that I do, that even if it's not a story, like somebody was asking me about this, like getting up and speaking in front of people, right? Right. By the way, it's like 2.30. Okay. Um, someone said, um, Larry's probably like, where are you? I think my wife just said so too. Um, <laughs> she because you're me, a bully. She texts me, how's my baby? I think she's Aww, talking about me. Relationship so. goals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she, uh, not she, uh, what was I saying? Crap. Now she got me all distracted. Uh, your story. Yeah. Um, even if you don't tell a story about you, right. The content is you. Yeah. Right. Like it's wholeheartedly you. Yeah. And you were, you are taking that and putting it out there. Right. Even if there's not a story about you. Right. It's churned in you. It's gone through you. It's right. Been wrapped all marinated. Oh my gosh. And so it's, it's, you're pouring it out. Right. And, and, and so I, I think we, we, when the longer we do ministry, the more, the less opportunity we have for us in those moments. Mm. Right. Like I don't, I don't, go, I don't get to go to camp and worship. Right. I'm worried about why are you talking? Why are you on your phone? Right. Yeah. All these things I'm, on a Wednesday night. I'm, I, I'm logistically going crazy. Right. Um, and so it's, it's less and less right. for those moments. And so that's less and less opportunity for God to work on us. Right. You said two months ago, this tribal whole process, God digging up. Right. How has it, how are you viewing your identity even with this stuff? I mean, you described it as old clothes back on. Right. Hmm. Which is the concept, just if somebody's wondering, like, I know what you mean, is the body didn't stay in the grave. It's the old person trying to come back, right? Yeah. Is that what you're describing? Yeah. yeah, it's being drawn back to alcohol or wanting to get high or cigarettes. Like, okay. 
wanting to go back to those things to run away, to numb out, to escape, as a way to deal with the things on the inside that I don't know what to do with. And so with the tribe, it's been a process of you are safe here, you are loved here. There's more to the story being written. When I'm by myself, my identity is I'm very lost and confused and I'm not going to make it. When I'm with the tribe, it's we're better together, I'm safe here, I'm loved here, and this is worth fighting through. This is worth figuring this thing out. Yeah, and this... So there's a new thing that I'm learning is that the um, the spirit of orphanism yes. is actually implanted in something that every human fights. Wow. I did not know that. I, okay. In process. Okay. Like yeah. this, this thought, thought process is in process. This thought. So if God, his whole thing is that I'm your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. How do you fight that? If you're the enemy, how do you fight that? Do you have a father that wants you? What's the one way to fight that? Through a earthly example that wasn't maybe loving. Right. Through twisting it or, or confusing that. Right. And so God, he's our father. He wants us and he loves us. Right. Okay. The, the anecdote to that is you're an orphan, you're unwanted, and not worthy of love. Dude, get out of my mail, Cody. Gosh, <laughs> you're a bully. I can't, uh, yeah, I've I've said that a lot in these recent months. So, okay, so here's what happened to me. Two two summers ago, all of a sudden, yes, I had the, fa- the earthly father that was incredibly jacked up. My mom died. I only had one set of grandparents. Both of them have died. My brother, who I thought was my spiritual right hand, right, right, right. armor, right next to me, right, all of a sudden is not. Right. And Satan goes... It's because you're an orphan. Mm. And I didn't realize it was Satan. Yeah. And I went, oh, crap. I'm an, I am. No one, no one at, at this stage in my life, no one but one person in my life knows me before I was 18 years old. Wow. No one in my life at all, besides a sibling, knows me before I was 15 years old. Wow. That's terrible, Cody. And I went, I'm an orphan. Yeah. For two months. I went, I'm an orphan. It yeah. broke my heart. It left, it made me feel alone. It was terrible. And, and, and also I was like, no, I'm not. That's bull crap. Yeah. I'm not an orphan. And, and I'm, and so I'm realizing, I think one of his biggest, Satan's biggest things against us is to make us feel unwanted and like we're an orphan. Right. Or in a way, or like a burden. Oh, cause if you're an orphan, you're an or- if you're an orphan, you could be at an orphanage. Yeah. And you're a burden. Do you feel like a burden? Yeah. A lot. Why? Sorry. Um, that's okay. I need bacon. <laughs> um, I, I think because ever since I was a kid, I've been called the strong one. And I'm always the one carrying people to Jesus, encouraging, praying, doing, serving. So in a season where that's your turn. less for me, yeah. In a season where I need to be the one Lord in front of Jesus, I feel like a burden because it's too much. It's, it's too Have much you to been carry. told it's too much? No. Have but you? I feel like some people in their actions towards me say, okay. have said, you're too much. 
because they walk away. Or they like the happy Tara or the fun Tara. Oh, it was great when you were feeling better. Right. But people don't like the crying Tara or the angry Tara. You know? So it's, it's got stipulations. Yeah. So I've kind of bought into this lie of like as long as I can cater to your needs or your expectations of me, we're solid. But the minute that I crumble and I can't, it's like, oh, well, come back when you're better, you know? Or it's like, oh, I've, I've even had people say, you know, we should need to get you on some medication. Well, when did medication, you know, as far as depression yeah. or anxiety, when did medication become the end all? You know, because to me, there's already a stigma yeah, how you just give attached me a hug? to that. Yeah. But when I look back at pivotal moments in my life, when I was living in my car, I was addicted to marijuana and alcohol. I had nowhere to go. My bank account was negative $1,200 in the hole. What changed me, I had just started selling marijuana at the time. This was up north. Was a professor who let me move in with her and her family. I had signed a contract to go to this private college. She could have reported me. I had already been on suspension for drinking. She could have reported me and my college career would have been over. But she didn't. She loved me. And regardless of how jacked up or high I was, her and her husband and her three adopted children would say, Tara, it's time for dinner. Why don't you come join us? The plan was to live with them till I got money in my bank account from selling weed and then go back out on the street and do my thing. I had no intentions of returning back to the father. I was done. But the way that that professor loved me as I was in the midst of my sin and my filth radically changed me. Nine months later, I was clean and sober and drove to Texas for an internship. It wasn't people that fixed me or medicated me or told me something that I already knew. It was people. They invited you to dinner. Yeah, that invited me in. That invited me to their table to come and sit and eat. That hugged me when I didn't want to be hugged instead of judging me. And I think that's the beauty of true community and how it's supposed to be. And even in vulnerability. We all bring heartache to the table. We all bring disappointment or crushed dreams. But we all hide behind masks of, I have it together. And so for the first time, I'm learning to say, I in no way have it together. (laughs) I did a message on uh, friendship Mm -hmm. and did a stupid Lego fire walk. (laughs) That sounds painful. And I, I, as I was doing an interactive thing with it. Um, I, I called two friends up mm-hmm. and I said, all right, you're going to carry her through this. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, take shoes off. And she's like, I, I don't want to. And I was like, okay, it's, it's middle school kids. Right. Right. And so I said, okay, I'll do it just to get through the thing. Right. But I realized in that I didn't say this then because I didn't want to crush, you know, a 12 year old girl, 13 year old girl. But right. I, I was like, your friend totally just said you're not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so then I, when I did that message in high school, I was kind of prepared for that. And um, I actually had my wife come get on my back. Mm. And I remember saying, I'm not carrying her th- through this because she's my wife. I'm carrying her through it because she's my friend. Wow. And I said, and I said, and, the, and I remember saying the reason I'm carrying her through this is because she has told me and felt safe enough with me to tell me she can't do it. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah, that's huge. Because we all want to carry, we want to be the one to carry our friends, right? Yeah. But when it's our turn, it's like, am I letting my tribe do that for me? Yeah. And when I put up walls and I don't let them in and I don't be honest with where I'm at or how I'm doing, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting down the work of the kingdom. <laughs> well, and, and we even get trapped in the, in the other thing of like what we would naturally do. Right. I hope this doesn't hurt. I'm okay. Okay. I owe you like a soda or something. I hope this doesn't hurt. So you you said earlier you're taking the kid like getting back to take the kids to the right pumpkin patch or festival festival thing, like. But even in that, you want to do it and it's fun because right. you love kids and like I do too, right? right? Like hanging out. I just it's just it fills your cup. Right. It's almost a like, but I still have to make my identity in this tribe. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're right because. I want to bring something to the table. Because our identity, yeah, sorry, our identity can't be something that's negative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, exactly. Because there's fear there. Because at what point do they walk away? At what point do they say, Tara is too much, or she isn't worth it, or this isn't worth it? You know, I think about the, the guys who carried the paralyzed man. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The house was full. There was risk there. I mean, they had to open up the roof. Like, I, I've always wondered how the paralyzed man felt. Because, I mean, honestly, it's not like he could put up a fight, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, one, one of my close friends this week said, look, I, I'm praying that the things you're running to aren't going to work. And it made me mad. I looked at her. I was like, that's bogus. Like, that's you being a punk, you know. Yeah. But then she goes into like 4K high definition detail of every single prayer she's praying for me, you know, and she said, it's okay because future Tara will one day thank me. And I thought, wow, how profound, you know, like, wow. so I think it's about surrounding yourself with people that you love and trust and respect who you will allow to fight for you and with you because we're better together. We are built and designed for community. But it's hard. I mean, as hard as it is for them to carry me, it's equally hard for me to surrender and to allow them to carry me. Yes. Yes. Especially as a, quote, minister. Yes. It is so hard to be carried. Yeah. And it's hard to say I'm weak or I'm jacked up. I just had a hard conversation before coming here today of like, okay, I'm, I just need to be honest with you. This is where I'm at. <laughs> this is what I'm struggling with, you know? And that's hard because... It, it, you're putting yourself out there. There's risk. There's vulnerability. I mean, you're basically being naked in front of someone and saying, look at all my flaws and weaknesses. Well, and then... And no one wants to be the beggar by the side of the road. Yeah. Well, and, then you, and then you run into the whole thing. That, and I'm, I want to do a podcast on this. Right. Um, I've got someone that I, I want to I interview about this because I think this is a big deal. Damaged goods. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, how how do I deal with the fact that I feel like I'm damaged goods? Right. Like, for the kingdom, like, ministry-wise. Right. I can't serve in that ministry because I'm da-da-da, or I can't do this because of... Oh, it's a constant battle. Constant. At least for me when I'm about to go speak. So, like, tonight, this bonfire totally freaking out, feel nauseous. I'm like, I, you know, trying to pray in the shower. I'm like, I'm the wrong person. I do not need to do this. And again, it goes back to that tribe where you have those people that say, no, you're exactly the person 
who needs to do that tonight, and here's why. And it always has nothing to do with you and, and everything to do with God in and through you. You know, so my friend says, I left her house one night because I was ticked, just angry. I just took off walking down a country road I'd never been on. And I was gone for like 45 minutes. No one even knew I was gone. And uh, I hear a truck roll up behind me. And she goes, I'll always know where to come find you. You know? Oh. Yeah. It was significant. Like, okay, I can run, but she's going to run with me. And, and I can push that away. My mind is blown. I know. I, I could push that away. But she always says, you know, like, you feel so far from God. Why do you think he sent me to you? Because I've done some stupid stuff, <laughs> man. <laughs> stupid, like, just just stupid. But she always shows back up with a hug. And she always said, you can run, but I'm going to come find you. And I think that's the heart of the father in that yeah. moment. That's not her. That's God saying, like, Tara, <laughs> you can keep running, but you're not going to ever outrun me. I'm so and fast. I'm always right behind you. Yeah. Well, I'm a slow runner anyway, but, <laughs> but you know. It, not it's, emotionally. I, I, think it's, I think we overcomplicate showing up for people. And I think we overcomplicate letting people show up for us. You know, so I don't have to hide my tears. I don't have to act like I have it together. I can be real and vulnerable and say, this is what it is. And I, I need to know I'm not alone today. You know? I, I, when I was 17, I always had this visual. Like something just just got kicked into my heart. And like literally, I think it's the best way to describe it. It, like, it got horse kicked into my heart. Yeah. That God is always smiling at me mm. 100% of the time. Now it can be like, my son's an idiot. <laughs> right? Or like. Right. I'm sorry, bud. Yeah. Right. Or like, I, I made that like, really? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what was I thinking? <laughs> right. But it's, it's always a smile. Yeah. So thank you so much. And, of course. um, so we can get the, your book, um, come home. Right. Where? Amazon.com. Okay. I'll put a link. Cheapest, quickest way. Amazon okay. prime. Yes. And then what about the new one? I'm still working on it. It'll probably be next year before it's next out. Next year? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'll get it done this year. Can I get a, a revisit on the podcast at some point? Totally. Yes. Especially if you bring bacon. And I will let you decide what we're going to talk about. I'm not going to decide. I'm going to let you decide. And I'll, we'll do a little r- roll reversal. And you can ask me questions. In that case, what do you want engraved on your tombstone when you're no longer here? Oh, I clearly know. Be who you is. No. He came, he ran, he tripped, his wife laughed. <laughs> like, like it's, that's real simple. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mic drop, no I, words. I, I've, already told, I've already told her, like, just rip me a new one. Like, that, I want my funeral to be a roast. Oh, my god. Everything gosh. everybody's ever wanted to say. I let's, can't wait. I hope I get to speak at let's it. Let's go. I, I don't know what to say that. Cause Awkward I hope that silence. Means, like, like. Awkward silence. Super, like, distant future. Oh, yeah. That's like 80 years down the road. I'm not going to make it 80. Me either. I'm I'm already shopping in motorized carts at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) That was too honest. That was, yeah. I didn't need to know that. Um, Anyways, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you, Cody. Hey, again, you guys, this is an open dialogue, so I would love to hear your questions, comments, if you think... um, that we were confusing or whatever. Like, I just love it. I've already gotten some great feedback. 
Um, so please submit that Cody Clackler gmail.com or comment on whatever platform you listen. If you are listening on iTunes, um, please leave a, uh, a review five stars. It totally helps us out. And, um, if you're on YouTube, like it. So anyways, thank you very much and look forward to chat with you guys next time on the Peace.